podcast called Live in the Stream comes to you each week. Streaming recommendations during NFL season, it's not just tongue and cheek. Quarterback, defense, tight end, recommendations based on opposition matchup. Here are your podcast hosts, JJ Zacharyson and Danny Carter, Living the Stream. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Living the Stream. I'm JJ Zacharyson, the late-round quarterback. And I'm joined, as always, by my lovely co-host, Denny Carter. Denny, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Uh, how are you doing, JJ Zach Zeke Hater? Hmm? Oh, hmm? oh, rough, man. That's rough. That's that's a, that's a that's a deep dig that's, right there. It's tough. It's been tough for you. You know, I I I know. I see you on Twitter battling that. You know, fighting the good fight about uh, Ezekiel Elliott going to the Dallas Cowboys and uh, and the the various uh, things that you've been called. Over the past uh, yeah. 72 hours, it's been good. Yeah, so I, I woke up this morning, and like every white American, see, I'm, I'm becoming oh, you. Yes, I know. I'm becoming, you're, <laughs> I'm becoming you're race you. conscious, my son. You're race conscious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I woke up, and I was laying in bed, and I looked at Facebook. And I pop open <laughs> Facebook, and I'm like, oh, I have a, I have a message on Facebook. Uh, and so I, I open. I don't have Messenger installed, I don't believe. But I, I opened some, something. It allowed me to see it. Um, so I woke up, I looked at this direct message on Facebook and it's not from anyone I've ever seen before. Mm -hmm. It's from, it's from someone new and it read effing Cowboys hater exclamation point. Not, it it didn't say effing. It said that, that word. (laughs) It's a family show. (laughs) You're going to watch the Cowboys succeed with Elliot with one T and and Elliot in the, in the back space field. And you're not going to have S word to do, but swallow your words. And then he had a space, then a period, and then another space. That was a terrible article. <laughs> that that's what that's what I woke up to this morning. Rise and grind. Yeah, oh, that rise yeah, and grind. rise, rise and and have the hate hit you right in the face and grind. Yeah, uh, it was it's ridiculous, man. I mean, it's it's one of those things. I've been I, I've I haven't been able to like voice. Mm-hmm my my opinion on in ter- like with my voice i've i've voiced my opinion on the ezekiel elliott pick i wrote an article in number fire that showed if ezekiel elliott is great it still doesn't matter it was a terrible pick by the cowboys and that article is going ham it's doing great which is awesome from a business standpoint from a from a re- i mean when you write something that you truly are passionate about and it gets read it's a great feeling, right? It's oh, a great yeah, thing. especially that much that 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 widely read, e- even by people who hate the article. That's that that look at uh, reads or reads, you know? Yeah, sure, sure. And and you know, there's I'm looking at Facebook at this article, and it's just the hate is out of control. I mean, it's hilarious, but it's out of control. Um, so if you don't mind, Denny, I need to rant about about the hey, man, Listen, whatever whatever keeps you sane at this point. I mean, I I uh, I don't know how you're upright right now, but yeah, go ahead. Okay, I just need to I need to just explain everything with this Ezekiel Elliott deal because I don't think it comes across entirely in a written word because not everyone absorbs the written word the way that you want to portray it. That's that's understandable. So we talked about last week how uh, teams should not draft first round running backs in in the real NFL because it's stupid. The reason for that is because passing is much 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 more efficient than rushing. Uh, if you use the number fires and expected points metric. Uh, it's about two and a half times more efficient than running the football, and it's never been less efficient than rushing the football since we've 
collected data uh, since 2000. So it's been 15 years of passing being more efficient than rushing. And the correlation of passing efficiency to wins, that as well as two and a half times, sorry, that's what's two and a half times greater, not the, the passing and rushing. But correlating wins... Uh, passing efficiency correlates a lot stronger than rushing efficiency. There's all, there's very little correlation with rushing efficiency. There's a lot of correlation with passing efficiency. That alone should say, hey, bolster your passing. And you can also do this anecdotally, can't you? I mean, even if you're not into all these deep dive number type things, uh, mm-hmm. you can you can do this anecdotally. Who who wins the Super Bowl? You know, who competes every year? Who, who, right. who, who? wins Super Bowls? Teams that are passing. Right. What ha- anecdotally, what happened to the Steelers, Chiefs, and Seahawks last year? Their their offenses were just as good without Jamal Charles, Le'Veon Bell, and Marshawn Lynch. That's what happened right. last season. So then you get this Jason Garrett quote where he comes out after the oh. draft and he says, "Hey, we got Zeke not just because he's going to help our offense, but he's going to help our Unbelievable. defense." Unbelievable. I I can't even. I cannot. <laughs> I can. I, I can't believe. I can't believe. There's a head coach, a GM. There are multiple people in that front office that think that this is yes. a thing. That that think that there is anything to quantify that statement. Here's an idea, Dallas. Get a freaking guy that actually plays defense. Get Jalen Ramsey, who plays not only defense, but plays a position that can stop the most efficient thing in the NFL, which is passing. Right. When he, when Get, he said that, I thought he was going to say that Elliott was going to start at safety as well. As right. right, right, exactly. I mean, there, there's... The, the thing is, is that there's are so many generally, and I, I say this to writers all the time too, Denny, with when, when they're trying, you know, they're like, what, what can I do to try to get more of a following and stuff? Take an idea that's generally accepted. And if you know that you can prove that wrong with logic and with passion, do yeah. it. Because when you do that, you combine those factors, you get something that works, whether it be, you know, the late round quarterback's a perfect yeah, example. Sure. Right? It's something that no one people might've been practicing, but there was the generally accepted idea was, yeah, I'm going to draft Aaron Rodgers in the first round. Well, no, it's a terrible idea. Cause here's the logic. Uh, it's the same idea. One of our highest read articles in number fire was about Tony Romo and how he was actually one of the best fourth quarter co- quarterbacks. Man, that, now that I remember that, that set the world on fire that one because, right. but yeah, because the, the thought was he's a choker. No one is worse in the clutch than Tony Romo. And you showed that the opposite is true. Right. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back. I'm saying that that's the formula that works when it comes to wanting uh, to to try to like get an article that really, really hits. That is the formula. So this article naturally that, that formula fits whenever I say like, you know, Ezekiel LA could be great, but the Dallas Cowboys still made a terrible pick. But the other idea here is that Everyone just assumes that a good running game makes for a be- makes a better defense, mm-hmm. right? That it's it's unbelievable. Like the, everyone says, yes, that intuitively makes sense, or yes, that's common sense. Well, show me one and show me one study where that's actually a right. thing. And if anything, you can't you can't find that. Actually, Joe Redman, who works for who writes for Number Fire, uh, he did a study last week and he found that there's absolutely no correlation between a running back's play and a team defense. So. Not only that, the Cowboys last season. So it's really funny that Jason Garrett and the whole Cowboys front office keeps referencing DeMarco Murray, like the DeMarco Murray season. It's like if you guys like I understand maybe maybe it's them admitting a mistake and getting rid of him. But really, there there isn't much of a mistake because last season 
according to, to net expected points, they were basically identical in efficiency at running the football. And if you don't believe in net expected points, they had the same yards per carry average running the football last year as they did in 2014. The exact, it was 4.6 yards per carry, which is, you know, you say that and people are like, oh no, that's, that's, that can't be the case. It's the case. It's the reason for that is that they didn't have as much volume. So therefore they didn't run the ball for 2,400 rushing yards. Uh, and, and the reason for that is not because of DeMarco Murray. It's because Tony Romo was hurt. They didn't run as many plays. They weren't able to run the ball that much. So like it, it's, it's, it, it, it's mind blowing that, that this is, that this is occurring. You know, the thing is, is that Zeke, you know, he can be a top three running back in fantasy football. And I, I, you know, there's that, that's not even a hot take to say something like that, but it doesn't matter in real life. Like what matters in real life is a passing attack on offense and they're getting theirs back in 2016 because Tony Romo is going to be healthy. And yet there are people that are, that are stupidly referencing, uh, there, there are going to be people that stupidly reference Zeke as the reason that this offense does well in 2016, when in fact it's going to be Tony Romo. Absolutely. Like yeah. that, that, that is, that is the key reason that this is going. So the other, the other thing too, that's just insane to me. I'm sorry that I keep going on, but I, I've been like, holding no, man, let it out. vomit all over the place. Go ahead. The thing, the thing that's so crazy is that very rarely in football, do we get a, a controlled variable where you, you can see a team with and without a certain player or in a certain situation. And you literally have that with Dallas where they go 12 and four in, in, in 2014, right? They, they then lose both DeMarco Murray and Tony Romo. The running game and the defense stays identical in terms of actual production. Tony Romo leaves the equation and they go four and 12. Tell me what the connection is here. It is Tony freaking Romo. It's the passing game. The fact that they, invested a fourth overall pick in a running back that sh- sure maybe he'll rush for four 4.8 yards per carry the, ezekiel elliott has to be jesus himself in order for this pick Alex to work. Smith, right 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 that's exactly right it's just it's mind-blowing it's stupid and it, it's you know as many people you know i've I, i've written content before and, and done player analysis before and there are people that will respond and say like you know, they'll say, oh, well, offensive coordinators disagree with you, so therefore you're wrong. And I'm sitting there, and, I, like, this is a perfect example as to why you can't just simply trust front offices because front offices are really, really they dumb. They make awful decisions all the time. I mean, I, I, all, all the, the time. The thing, the, the backlash you're, you're getting primarily, and correct me if I'm wrong, is from Dallas fans. Is that right? I would say overall, yes. I, you know, look, if you think Zeke was a decent pick, I'm not calling you no, stupid. No. I'm, I'm, there, there's, there's certainly logic. I I think the one thing I will say is of teams that would be in this position, it it makes more sense for a team like Dallas, because the reason they were picking in the top five is because they lost their quarterback the previous year and they're getting him back. So they're going to be a good team in 2016. So like I get to a degree that there's this asset in Ezekiel Elliott that, that appears to make their, their offense and everything. And he's going to make their offense better. Don't get me wrong. It's just that the, the impact that someone like him has, and there's an opportunity cost here. And the opportunity cost is potentially Jalen Ramsey, who could be a stud corner. He's a, a freak of nature. Mm-hmm. And they passed, they passed on that. A position to me is the cornerback position is becoming a cornerstone, if you will, in, in building mm-hmm. a team. I mean, it's a very, very important position. That edge rush. I mean, I talked to, to, rich about this all the time too we do and it's it's corner edge rush it's quarterback i mean you can maybe argue wide receiver 
And they they let that go. And now I just I hope to God. I hope Jaguars fans are listening right now because I'm a, I'm a, I'm I hope to God Jalen Ramsey is a is a beast. In the right, NFL. he's like a twenty time Pro Bowler. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. You know, on a on a related note here with the Cowboys and and this this you know enormously you know uh, stupid thing that Jason Garrett said about the defense and Elliot. It makes me a little bit nervous to draft. You know, Des Bryant, Tony Romo this year, if that's the thinking of the coaching staff, if the thinking is we want to have an extremely low volume offense, mm-hmm. run heavy, play defense, I don't I don't know if I if I'm excited, if I can get excited about investing in that sort of passing game. Right. Yeah. I mean it's I it, it's tough. I, I think that if you if you look at what happened in twenty fourteen Tony Romo was amazing in 2014 and, and don't, you know, I look, Ezekiel is going to help Tony Romo that it's going, he's going to help the offense. I, I don't, I don't doubt that or disagree with that. And and by the way, all of this Ezekiel Elliott talk, just as an aside, we're assuming that he's going to be elite. Like there's, there's, there's never been talk that like that he could potentially bust, right? Like it's, it's like Trent Richardson and look what happened to Trent Richardson. I'm not saying that Ezekiel is Trent da- Richardson. David anyway. Wilson. I mean, I, I, to a lesser extent, I know David Wilson was not being drafted in the first round in his rookie year, but uh, the you know the last time that I remember, well, Trent Richardson, but there was real, there was hype like this when David Wilson was drafted by the Giants, whatever, four years ago. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 hype like this all the time around players, and it's very very difficult to look at at. at 90% of first round picks and say, Hey, you're going to bust, but guess what? Half of them are going right. to. So, so I'm not saying I think Zeke will be fine. I think he's going to be great. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I'm saying as human beings, we need to at least put in some of that volatility into our, into our evaluation. And mm-hmm. that's not even being done. The fact that and I tweeted about this earlier, the fact that we can make these assumptions about, or, or make these can draw these conclusions about why that pick was mm-hmm. bad all while assuming Ezekiel Elliott's going to be elite, that says something, right? Like that, that tells you that it probably wasn't a good pick. Uh, but, to, but to your point, like with the, with, with them wanting to, to, to run clock, Tony Romo was so efficient that year that it's going to be difficult for, for him. If they really go to that, that run heavy of an offense again, it's going to be difficult. Uh, I, I'm not as worried about Dez because, you know, Romo's efficiency is what helped him in fantasy does I think Des is going to get his regardless? I guess. I mean, it's just you know when when I hear that the guiding principle of an organization is we need to run as much as possible, kill the clock, and play defense. From a fantasy standpoint, that's that's ugly. That's oh, that's totally. really. Ugly. I mean, it's 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 what it's what uh, Tennessee wants to do too. Yeah, I mean, I I they're they're exotic smash mouth. Look, I know you're not going to get a ton of teams out there saying the opposite, but if someone is saying that. If you get, is giving voice to that and saying this is what our, our goal is, then uh, it just makes me a little nervous. But anyway, we can move on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Tennessee, Tennessee's in the same. So actually, before we get into that, let's introduce what we'll talk about tonight. We're gonna just briefly go through some winners and losers of the NFL draft, um, and then we'll get into some questions that we got on Twitter to make this episode actually fun. Um, <laughs> but we'll we'll talk about some winners and losers of the draft. We're not talking about teams. We're not giving out grades. We're just talking about how situations kind of changed based on the NFL draft. We 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 talked about how they might 
in last week's episode, but now the draft has happened, so we'll show exactly how uh, things did change and which players' uh, stock kind of went up and down. So I mentioned I mentioned the Titans, mm-hmm. Denny, and how uh, they they are essentially wanting to do the same thing as Dallas, but they're like a, a crappier version <laughs> uh, in, in a yeah. way. So why don't you talk about yeah. that? I know that you wanted to talk about those running. Right? Backs. Yeah. I mean, I I was, and I'm I'm sure I'm not alone here. Uh, pretty excited about taking DeMarco Murray at his at his ADP right now and I think that it'll be around the same if not maybe lower in redraft or it would have been <laughs> if if uh, Tennessee had not taken Derrick Henry uh, and totally muddled a, an otherwise clear backfield situation I you know you mentioned on, on number fire that um, you know he- heading into the draft DeMarco Murray was looking at you know 250 260 carries this year and now, as you said, he'll be lucky to hit 200, 200 carries. I, I, I think that that's spot on. I think that he could fall well short of, of, of 200 carries. Um, you know, I don't think a team accidentally invests in a, in a running back, especially a running back of, of that caliber. And I know that, that I know that Henry's caliber kind of varies from different parts of football Twitter. I've seen him described in various ways, including – um, what would people comp him to? Uh, uh, Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs is the good. So, yeah. um, but I, I read, I read a very interesting thing. If I could, real quick, uh, Matthew Friedman, our friend Matthew Friedman, uh, on Rotoviz, mm-hmm. uh, wrote a really, uh, convincing, at least for me, a very uh, convincing piece on Henry a few months back. Um, and it talked about uh, that Henry is the player that everyone wants Latavius Murray to be, and I think huh. that that seems that seems right to me you know i that it just it seems right he also said uh he also pointed out uh that henry entered college as a five-star recruit who was listed as the nation's number one athlete by by more than one scouting service uh so you know as as uh, matthew says in other words henry might be more than a big body he might be a big body player with elite athletic ability so uh between that and his emergence as a sophomore on Nick Saban's Alabama team, which is uh, a very rare for um, you know for for a backfield to be split, and that's what happened uh, in in Henry's sophomore year. He split that backfield with T.J. Yeldon, which is not an insignificant feat when you're talking about Saban's use of running backs, where there was a, a clear distinction. There always has been a clear distinction between number one and number two running backs, but not so. When Henry emerged, he was he was used almost as much as Yeldon was. So uh, I, I think that there there are signs that Murray's value could be in in serious jeopardy. And I know what the Titans said recently. Titans said I think Malarkey said, you know, I called Demarco. Everything's cool. He's still our guy. I don't know if I can believe that. No, of course not. Especially after the way Demarco handled the Philadelphia situation. Exactly. That's. I, I was thinking the same thing. We we've, we've seen this story and it ends really badly. I, I I think Murray has to fall quite a bit, honestly, for me now to 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 be interested. Yeah, and the other the other point uh, too is they want the 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 Titans want. I said it earlier that exotic Smash Mouth football, which is the the dumbest phrase oh. I've I have. You could. That's the worst thing that a. Co- that's like the, the. That's like a. Like if JJ Watt was a coach, that's what it's he would the say. worst. I can say hands down, it's the worst Smash Mouth cover band there is. It's, it's, totally, totally. I totally <laughs> agree with that. They, 
So the the thing is, I, I just I did a quick look and I wrote this up in that in, in the the losers article that I wrote on Number Fire. Uh, but basically, to 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 have a a, a very like a top five pass to run ratio in terms of sorry bottom five pass to run ratio, I guess it would be. Um, then you would you need like if you look in the last five years, there's been like 24 of them that had a 1.1 or lower pass to run ratio, which is a, a bottom five number in the league. Um, if you want that, if you want to be a top five run heavy team in the NFL, you need a good defense because you 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 can't in today's NFL you can't just be a run heavy team and just think and just think that you can get away with it. I mean, even as much as we make fun of Jeff Fisher, I mean, we we should be making of fun of Jeff of Fisher, course. of course. We we absolutely should. As much as we make fun of him, at least that defense is reasonable, mm-hmm. right? They they have studs on the D on the defensive mm-hmm. side. Uh, the, the Rams defense is good. The Titans defense is not. The Titans defense is very average. So it's going to be very difficult for them to just, you know, it's one thing where coaches say, like, we're going to run the ball, but you can't just plug in this very, like, oh, they're going to be run heavy, so therefore DeMarco and Derrick Henry can both eat. No, that's not how it no. works because their de- their defense is that bad. I think what this does is just, it just diminishes the value of both of these guys. I mean, it's just, it crushes them. Yeah, I, I have to say uh, we heard the same thing. Remember two years ago? I think it was two years ago where people say, uh, uh, the Saints kept saying, "We're gonna, we're gonna play Smash Mouth. We're gonna run it. We're gonna control the clock, control the ball." And the, you know, obvious sticking point was um, your defense is a, a, an abomination. How, right. how, how are you gonna do that? That's nice that you say you want to run the ball all day. Well, yeah, you'll be down thirty-eight to three. What are you gonna keep it, running? That's exactly right. So. You you really have to take that. Uh, you have to you have to apply a lot of context. You know when a team says we're going to run all day every day. You know we'll we'll see about that. Yeah. Uh, other than other than Demarco, um, I think you know obviously uh, Darren McFadden and Alfred Morris are are. I mean rest in peace if you got any oh. MFL ten shares of theirs because <laughs> that's 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 due to right now. Um, but the the other the one guy that I think. Other than DeMarco, like I think DeMarco took a big, big hit, but I think a guy that people that are are very into fantasy instantly saw this and have already talked about it, but folks who are more on the outside, kind of just casually watching the NFL drafts and such right now and, and not really thinking about fantasy football might not have thought about this as much, but Thomas Rawls is in, is in jeopardy. His, 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 everything about his 2016 season is frightening. Um, you know, exiting last season, the assumption was that he was going to be the guy for Seattle. Uh, according to Number Fire's metrics, among the 100-plus attempt backs, uh, he was second among them in per-rush efficiency, mm-hmm. uh, and he was a top four. He, he ranked fourth in success rate, so he was a monster last season. Um, but he, he exited with that ankle injury, uh, which which ended his season, which brought Kristen Michael Truthers back from the dead. Uh, we were always and, and things. But the, yeah, right. But things things really got dicier uh, with this draft. They got they got CJ Proseis in the in, in the third round, um, and then they got Alex Collins in the fifth. Uh, Proseis, you, you have a guy who is an incredible athlete. He played wide receiver for two years at Notre Dame. Uh, he played running back for Notre Dame in his final season. Uh, so you have just this freak who. Really, I mean, people will automatically comp him to David Johnson, which makes sense because David Johnson has that receiving ability as well. Uh, but that's frightening because you're going to have him automatically be slotted in, and Seattle's already talked about it, be slotted in as the third down back, which we know gives 
it gives running backs value in fantasy, and then it takes away running running back value in fantasy if you're losing any passing down work, which is what's going to happen with Rawls. Uh, but not only that, if Rawls isn't 100% entering the season, that gives ProSize an opportunity to, to to run away with the job. Yeah. So so I really think that this is a terrible situation for Thomas Rawls. I would just try to avoid him as it stands right now if you're drafting in best ball leagues and such. Not worth it, not at all. I mean, he was an undrafted free agent. It's not like they, they spent a first-round pick on the Right, they, they, have not, uh, they have nothing invested in him. Yeah, nothing invested in him. So I think he, you know, we're all going to obviously, you know, I think DeMarco's the obvious biggest loser. DeMarco went from a a a, a, a clear RB2, at least, to, like, legit RB3, RB4 right. territory. Hey, isn't it weird how teams are able to find uh, running backs, effective running backs off the street? Isn't that weird, JJ? Yeah, it's not. It's, it? it's, it's, it's strange nuts. how, and good teams usually do that. It's I, I don't know. I just uh, a trend I've noticed. I, I don't have any numbers to back this up. Yeah, especially. I mean, if you look at last year's running backs, I mean, it's just it's insane which running backs were the most efficient. I mean, Spencer Ware, right? Oh, Spencer Ware was the goat. Spencer Ware is the goat. <laughs> He's the greatest. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not even. No, he is the yeah. goat. He is the greatest of all. Clear. Time. Spencer Ware. Spencer Ware. I mean, think about. I mean, this is. The Chiefs are really creating like this this true holy trinity in in Kansas City with Alex Smith, Spencer Ware. They just need a third. Well, I don't think it's, I don't think it's Travis Kelsey. Have you forgotten uh, Jamal Charles? The, yeah, okay, the actual but goat. I, but, I, <laughs> but I'm trying to have a little more fun with it. Yeah, okay. Well, I, I got serious because I get I get really I get re- <laughs> I get really sensitive about Jamal. I don't know why. I'm really sensitive. No, I I built that. So I I'm building out that projection system and. JC ranked pretty high this season. Wow. So, nice. yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Um, so, yeah, I think those are the biggest losers. Obviously, you know, we said DMC, Alfred Morris, Thomas Rawls, DeMarco. Do you have any winners, Denny, from the from the draft? Um, well, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I know <laughs> on the surface, it may not seem like a huge win, but um, uh, Michael Thomas from OSU went to uh, New Orleans. And uh, I know that... Uh, the Saints have a lot of mouths to feed, and actually, they 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 don't even have um, a lot of targets departed. If if that makes sense, I mean they 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 were not among the teams with. Right, it was like it was like Colson. Yeah, so Col- Colston left. Colston limped off, walking on nails as usual. Yeah, Colson 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 walked off holding his back and like hunched over and had great. I mean, hair. can we can we please get a foot race between Antonio Gates and Marcus Colston? And me and Justin Perillo. <laughs> the four of us, the four of us racing would be yeah, great. Yeah, it would be great because you would lose by like eight seconds. On the... Well, how far are we going? Uh, uh, well, like a, a mile run, maybe, yeah. I was eight seconds. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long that 500 yards. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, so so Colston's gone. Um, he, a few things jumped out to me when I did some hashtag research on um, on Michael Thomas's landing spots. The Saints front office had um, talked about him and and really kept an eye on him throughout last season and in the spring. Uh, they, um, you know, he has been he was a target headed into the draft. I think that that's something that's um, you know not incredibly significant, but something to pay attention to, uh, especially because they knew that Colston was not going to be there. Um, yeah, Colston uh, is listed at six four two twenty five. Thomas is listed at 6'3", 213, so there's one inch and 12 
pounds difference there. Um, but the, um, you know, the, the profile according to, you know, a couple beat writers that I read, um, could, he could fit, he could fit that role. And I know, like, I know Colston of late has not been uh, some fantasy monster, but if you're talking about his opportunity, um, in, in 16 game seasons, uh, here are Colston's target numbers, uh, 115, 144, 106, 133, 132, 110. Um, he even got 99 targets in 2014. So I'm not saying Michael Thomas is going to emerge as this every week starter, but I, I, I do think that you might be able to do a lot worse with with a very with a late big, uh, pick in, in redraft, say. And and there's no according to the Times Picayune um, beat writer. Um, you know, there's no saying that um, Willie Sneed is the locked in number two uh, target in this offense. So uh, I think I think that there there is something something to watch there. Uh, I don't think that he Michael Thomas is a huge and very clear winner. But uh, in the in the context of where other receivers landed in the draft, which are generally not great spots, uh, I think that that he comes out as as one of the better ones. And oh, by the way, he has Drew Brees throwing in the football. So, yeah, I actually think I think Thomas could end up being uh, he he has the upside to be the best rookie wide receiver this season in fantasy football. Yep. He he has he has that kind of upside. The thing is, you know, there's I I wrote up in my losers column. I wrote up that Brandon Coleman was a was a big loser um, because you know at least. At least we saw last year's offense with Willie Sneed in it, and he had 102 targets. Uh, so even if he gets dinged a little bit there, if he gets to maybe 85 or so, um, at least uh, you know he has an efficient passer where he's going to have some value. Whereas Brandon Coleman is is the big-bodied wide receiver that would maybe profile more as the red zone threat, which is then going to be Michael Thomas. You would assume. Right. So that's that's kind of where I see things, and and. I think you know. I think the pick makes a lot of sense for New Orleans. I think that Michael Thomas is very, very, very good, strong upside. It's just that his floor is a little bit interesting, just because we don't know exactly how they're going to use. Yeah, it. I know that he doesn't profile very well. You know, for for the metrics types who uh, who were talking about him before the draft, I think he was pretty much written off. Uh, unless he got a, 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 a sweet landing spot, and I think that's what you have. Yeah, no doubt. The so on the flip side though, another I have a few winners I want to talk about. Just we'll, we'll just run through quickly. Uh, since we're talking about rookie wide receivers, I actually think you know obviously Corey Coleman is probably the odds-on favorite to be the best rookie wide receiver in fantasy this year. Um, but I actually my money and my, the initial projections I ran is actually on Sterling Shepard. Um, and the reason for that, number one, Matt Harmon loves Sterling Shepard, and Matt Harmon's the goat when it comes to this stuff. He. Uh, if you guys haven't checked out Reception Perception, go do that ASAP. Uh, Harmon loves Sterling Shepard, but let's look at, at some of the, the math behind this. Ruben Randall leaves behind 90 targets, right, because uh, he's in Philly now. The Giants should be fairly pass-friendly, pass-happy, as they were last season. The competition for Sterling Shepard right now is Victor Cruz and Dwayne Harris. So that's mm-hmm. Victor Cruz didn't even play football last year, uh, IIRC. Uh, but he, uh, he, he, and then the other thing too is Sterling Shepard would be able to play across from OBJ, depending on where they they throw him. They might throw him in the slot. Um, so as it stands, I mean, if, if Sterling Shepard ends up seeing like a fifteen percent market share in that offense, which I don't think is that crazy to think, 
Um, we're looking at maybe 90 to 95 targets for him, uh, which is certainly good, for, especially for this wide receiver class. It's not like it's going to take a lot to be the number one, I think, to be the number one wideout, uh, rookie wideout this season. Mm-hmm. But I really, you know, associating Sterling Shepard with a good quarterback that can produce good fantasy numbers for his weapons and in and a, and an offense that's going to be pass friendly, I think he's in a really, really good spot. I agree. I uh, and and you know the 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 threat of or the prospect of Victor Cruz. I mean, I'm gonna have to see it honestly. I mean that you know. Sure. Just, yeah, people don't come back from that. Injury. No, I mean reading about that injury, uh, it's it's not good, and it's been a long time, right? <laughs> I mean, we we haven't seen him on a football field in uh, 18 months. Yeah, I mean, the other thing, too, is, I, like, I, I, people might hate me for this, but, like, Victor Cruz is pretty overrated. I'm, I'm just just throwing it you out there. You are kicking a dude while he's down. I'm just joking. I'm, I'm just saying, he's he's a pretty, I mean, if you look at his numbers and what he's done from a fantasy standpoint, he hasn't had a 1,000-yard season since 2012. He has, because he, he, he got hurt in 2014, and in 2013, he caught 73 passes for under 1,000 yards, and he scored four times. Yeah. So... I mean, it's not like Victor Cruz is. A, he's had he's had one really elite year. I guess this, the next year was pretty elite because he had ten touchdowns. But like, his his best season was that breakout year, and he's kind of gone downhill since. Um, so I'm I'm not that worried about a banged up Victor Cruz, which is, which is a, a big reason I like uh, Sterling Shepard. But two other guys, really quick. I'll very since we talked about Ryan Matthews a couple weeks ago, very quickly going to say. This is a good situation. He might lose passing down work to uh, Wendell Smallwood, who they drafted in the fifth round. Uh, and obviously Sproles is there. But Matthews should keep his early down work. And as, a, as we talked about, you know, we're, we're truthers. We're Ryan Matthews truthers. <laughs> yes, and yes, we are. He, he, uh, he should have no trouble uh, keeping that job and, and, and seeing a uh, good workload. I mean, like I said, every according to number fire metrics, every team that he's played for, except for his rookie year, he's been the best running back and he was light years away better than, than DeMarco Murray last season. Mm-hmm. So really, really like what happened with Ryan Matthews, but one person I, I, I need to talk about that we, that I don't think he's being talked about enough is Frank Gore. Uh, you know, he was, he was anything but fantastic last year. I, I said that in my, in my article, um, but, and he, he didn't, it's not so much that he didn't give you good cumulative numbers. It's just that he didn't give you those high end weeks. The real reason that he was, uh, decent in fantasy is cause he didn't get hurt. But, but that's been um, his MO. I mean, he's just a gr- sure. grind him out. He's not, he's not going to give you some explosion, some 25 point explosion, right? It, it's just what he does. It's why right, right. he's been an appealing pick for, you know, since, I don't know, since I was in middle school, pretty much. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, the last line I I, uh, I said even I, I said Gore is a good value pick even if he's old enough to be Ezekiel Elliott's dad. I mean, reports say he is Ezekiel Elliott's dad. That's 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 what I heard too. So the the thing is though, he, like he only had two top twelve weeks last season in PPR leagues. Like he wasn't that strong, but I was also without Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck's coming back. That should help uh, his production a bit. Uh, but the other thing too. It, it just they didn't draft him. There's no one on that depth chart. It's Robert Turbin and Jordan Todman. I mean, that's that's it. That's it in in Indianapolis. I mean, Frank Gore right now is going in the eighth round, and he's probably more of like at least like a fifth rounder. Real realistically, right, right. My my question here is: Is Andrew Luck good? I'm just joking. Good question. 
Man, you're gonna you're gonna make me go down that rabbit hole after this Ezekiel Elliott week. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, you wait. Yeah, you took serious heat for for the luck thing last year. Yeah, I mean, it was it, the the luck thing was more like I think he's good, but I'm not like I'm not like you with Andrew Luck. You actually think he's I bad. actually think he's bad. <laughs> he's just he's <laughs> I think he's just bad. But right, right. Uh, no, I mean, it's just it for me. It's it's he is looked at as this Aaron Rodgers type quarterback when he has yet to prove that. Yeah. Uh, just, uh, you know, talking about Gore, just real quick. The So where is he going? Do you know right now? Uh, yeah, like the eighth round, I believe. Yeah. So, but that, that that will not be the case when it comes down to redraft in the summer, right? I mean, he's... he's... I mean, I, I don't... I, I would think that that has a lot to do with uh, the fact that you we, there was this assumption that the Colts would probably draft someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I mean, I, I think people are going to be scared off by the age, which I'm scared off by the age a little bit. He had like a three and a half yards per carry or something last year. Um, but at the same time, the, the volume's there. It's like it, that he could still catch the ball too. I mean, it's he's still a relatively decent asset. If you get him as like an RB4, that's crazy. That's absolutely insane. RB3 even. Like he's a, he's a good zero RB guy right I now. I feel like... I'm gonna be talking about Frank Gore with my grandchildren, mm. like like he's never he's not. I mean, retiring. like suggesting that they draft him, you know, like you know, right, in, right. in the year what, like 2060 or something. I'll be like, look, right, Fra- Frank Gore is and the, what's 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 awesome about Frank Gore, like you said, is that he's just he's just always on the field. Right. Like he, he doesn't miss games. It's it's crazy. Like usually with with guys that get older, like they start to get hurt, and then. That's when you're just like, oh, I can't draft him anymore because he keeps getting hurt. It's like Frank Gore is made out of metal, so he's not getting hurt. I'll be like, listen, grandchild, Gore is playing this year for the Halliburton Cowboys. <laughs> it, you, you know, he's going in the ninth round. He's a value there. I swear, just do it. Yeah. Anyway, all right, Denny. Let's. Uh, we asked Twitter for some questions, so let's answer some questions. Yes, I'm ready. And- Spice things up a bit, a little bit. Too much football talk, but we do have a question about football to start things off. Uh, this is at DP Football One. Thoughts on Dion Lewis? Is he definitely an RB two? Any chance he can be an RB one? Standard redraft league. Sure, he can be an RB one. Yeah, my fear is if it's standard, it's it's not as appealing no. with Dion Lewis. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean he's he's definitely a high end two at least right now. Yeah, just keep an eye on on the the injury stuff. But yeah. Uh, this next one is at Seawalk underscore 84. The guy that orders a water cup and gets soda, dot, dot, dot. F that guy, right? Hashtag brand. I have a moral dilemma here, JJ. Wait, you're that guy? I, I, no, no. I, <laughs> before, you, before you attack, let me explain. Let me explain. Are we, so we're getting, we might be getting lunch together on Saturday, and you're going to do that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I do that all the time. No, listen. Here, here's, here's, what, here's what happens. Sometimes... I work at a uh, a Starbucks. Okay, I did that today. Right, and, and you know when I say that to people, and I say when I say like to my mother in law, I, I worked at Starbucks. She thinks that she thought that I was working at Starbucks. Right, like, you you were a barista. I was a barista, and I had to explain. No, no, no. I had my laptop there, and I was working. Dude, if you were a barista, though, if you you would be the best barista because you would put like. Like just the most depressing things on people's cups when they said their name, right. <laughs> it would it would just it'd be just unbelievable. The most just just like they look at your cup, their cup, their like like you you you. Okay, this is what I picture. The guy's like, you're like, hey, what's your name? And he says, oh, I'm Chris. Okay, 
and you remember his name is Chris and you go, it's, it's not very packed at the Starbucks. So you're making the, the drink as well as, as taking the order. And so you you make the drink and then you say, Chris, and then he grabs the cup and on the cup, it just says your life sucks <laughs> or just infinite sadness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. It'd be amazing. It'd be incredible. Life is a dream. Um, yes. So, uh, here's what happens. I, okay. Sometimes I get thirsty. I don't want to, I don't want to get a, um, uh, a water because they rarely put ice in it. And, and also, uh, I don't want to buy a Perrier for $8 or whatever they're, they're selling it for. So I go next door to Chipotle. Okay. Where I no longer <laughs> buy food. Uh, but I will ask for a, yeah, you don't want to, you don't want to have vomit out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I try, I try not to do that whenever possible. Um, but anyway, so I asked for a cup for water. They give it to me, and then I go over, and here's what I do. I don't get water, but I also don't get soda. I get <sighs> I get the carbonated water that comes out of the secondary tab on the Sprite thing. Yeah, yeah no, one, no one does okay, that. Okay, now is that cheating? Am I cheating the system? I, uh, I want to say you are. Am I? Because because the carbonation piece is is money to Does them. that cost money? All right, I don't know. I have no well, idea. Here's, here's, okay. Yeah, right. No, no one knows for sure. But so I, I, it is technically water. It's just carbonated water. It's not soda. But if if I am cheating, then then that means that I am the Robin Hood of seltzer water, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah, that's very I'm true. Taking, the Robin Hood of seltzer. Uh, yeah. Wow. I'm taking from the elites. I'm taking from the rich. And I'm giving it to myself, so you know <laughs> that's. That I feel I feel pretty good about that. Wow, so so you're not totally that guy. No, but that guy that guy does. But I, oh yeah, for sure. I I did that all the time in college. By the way, all the time. Right. So Denny, never, never. I never want to go back in time and meet you. So I'm I'm bad for the brand, but also I don't drink soda anymore. Just just FYI. Yeah, yeah I don't really either. Um. This next one is at Steinman underscore. He said, aside from Miller Lite, what are the three best or the best three drinks to have at a wedding? Mm. I will say, all right, at our wedding, we had Yingling, mm. Icy Light, which was the goat. <laughs> I see Icy Light's the goat. If you guys have not been to it's a, every sip is a little a little piece of Pittsburgh going down your throat. Um and, dirty. and I think I think our through I think <laughs> I think our third one was Blue Moon. Mm. All right, so I I do I do like icy light, and you're right. It's super- we had an open we had an open bar. It's super- oh, it's critical critical to have an open bar. I I have to say that uh, I've been to weddings that are that spare all expenses except for the open bar. You know they they yeah, they put rough. all of their money that they had into providing an open bar, and that's all that matters. No one yeah. is going to care that. There was no steak available. Steak's trash anyway, but no one's going to care that there was only chicken if there's an open bar because you can continue to go drink until you're flat on your face on the dance floor. Right. And everyone and then everyone like they love your wedding. And then you right. And then you have nothing but great memory. Like there's there's two weddings that I'm thinking of that everything was was pretty sparse except for the open bar. And I remember those weddings fondly. Finally, well, because everyone, everyone was S-faced. Well, speaking of being S-faced, and I won't name any names, I will say this very quickly. Someone at the end of our wedding had an ambulance called on oh, them. Oh, damn. 
Yeah, that's how S faced we. Yeah, got. The, there is a da- like a like a like a dangerous level of open bar. <laughs> yeah, situation. Oh, totally. Like, yeah, I remember at, at one of those weddings I was, I'm talking about. You know, there there were people being dragged out of the bathroom, and I was like, oh, the guy's dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah right no big yeah. deal yeah open bar open bar uh, wedding, what, few what was the question though the the two oh the drinks the th- yeah okay. the drinks so i named i named Mar- i would do i would definitely do icy light uh, uh so uh my my wife uh my wife's father is from greece okay so it we had a a, a greek wedding we went to a greek church and got married we had a, a, a huge reception 200 people uh uh mostly greeks but this place where we had the wedding did not allow uzo and huh. we did they didn't bring they did they were not allowed to bring uzo uzo is a greek liquor it tastes uh it tastes like licorice um like licorice and death i think would be the, right. the best combination you could describe so we, they 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 forced us they said if you want uzo you have to buy is it like a is it like a jaeger taste oh no 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 it's uh it tastes like uh like zambuca yeah, yeah okay, okay. okay. kind of like that yeah. uh yeah. but it's really really strong and like two shots of it and you're pretty much at least for me i'm pretty much done um mm-hmm. so they said you can buy ouzo from us for like 200 dollars a bottle well you can get a good ouzo bottle for yeah uh, 25 dollars 30 dollars so that was right. ridiculous right. so one of melissa's cousins started bringing in um a deer park bottles full of ouzo Oh my god! Is it clear? Yeah, well, it's clear unless until you pour it in on ice, which which most people prefer, at least uh, from what I understand, on ice. So does it turn like black? Uh, no, no, it, it it turns a cloudy, a cloudy uh, uh, okay, a color. But yeah, it's clear. So he's bringing in these Deer Park bottles, and people are pouring it in their drinks, and it's turning the cloudy color. And I'm like, oh no, they're gonna get busted. I think someone did get Man. busted, and and they they were forced to. Go, like go pour it out in the in the in the bathroom sink or something but uzo is an effective party uh, party tool i'll say that wow interesting take there interesting take next one at jamie underscore gums when are jj and denny running 40s mm-hmm. that needs to happen eventually we should have i mean good if we were good at branding we would have done it for the for the draft or the combine i, I thought about that I, I actually think about our 40 our uh, uh potential imaginary 40 every time i run in my neighborhood <laughs> yeah i got it <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like like when i'm going uphill i like turn it on a little bit and i'm like yeah i can do yeah. this i can do that. i can beat him yeah yeah, that's that's how I feel too. Uh, he said, "I propose if Denny loses, he gets the carrier cut. JJ has to tout Cam in the first. Yeah, I'm all for that. Yeah, no, that's, that's not happening. Denny, Denny getting Denny, Denny getting the carrier cut for me for me just having like I can put something after a tweet that says I'm joking. Right. Uh, yeah. Denny can't Denny can't get the carrier haircut and put a sign on his forehead that says I'm. Joking. I mean, it would be you would have to say like JJ, you would have to like shave your eyebrows off or something. I mean, right. what? Could you, I'm just I'm just picturing it's like like you go to work one day and you have the carrier cut and, and they're like, what happened? You're like, oh, I lost a 40 time via a web a webcast. You, you know, like you do. I think I think most people have experience with losing a 40 via webcast. Uh, unbelievable next one at bryant atc on a scale of jj's mic contraption to zeke fourth overall how how battered are kale chips i don't know if i've had them i like kale chips man i like them amanda makes some great are they salty yeah you put some salt on them i mean i've I've had kale and i wanted to punch everybody in the room (laughs) 
but <laughs> just 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 holding the can, <laughs> like not even tasting. <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh this next one uh is at go pack go to underscore 27 who are your best qb value best value qbs in 12 team ppr redraft this season and in what draft round should they be targeting? i love that he said ppr i love when people talk about quarterbacks <laughs> and say ppr <laughs> oh that's, that's good it doesn't matter what quarterback you take i'm gonna like i like i'm probably gonna like a guy like kirk cousins and ty god and guys who like have interesting ceilings but no one really cares Kaepernick. about <clears throat> That's me. Sure. Yeah, why not? Uh, next one, at Diddymus, for both. Did you go to your senior prom, and do your dates know what, that you have a pod, this podcast? Hashtag prom season, hashtag Dola. Oh, wow. Dola. Uh, callback. Nice. Uh, you go first. Yes. Go first with yours. Um, I don't know if I don't know if she knows. I'm still friends with her, though. So you- I, don't, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm assuming she would know that I, I'm... I'm I'm not like, I don't talk to her like every day. Did you go to high school with your wife? I did. You know, what's funny is there was a group of us. There was like 20 of us in our, in our prom group, but my wife and I were in, we went in a convertible separate from this limousine and she was with her date and I was with wow in this convertible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Crazy, right? Uh, fast forward and wow, that's, um, fast forward and we're married. So here's, uh, my prom situation is, is this. I yes, I I went to prom uh with with my wife. Um I was um 17 and she was 15. <laughs> we were very young. Man. And, Cradle Robin over yeah, there. Yeah, and uh and and then I proceeded to go to not one but two more proms. I went to her proms as well. And so So you were the college so guy. So I went at to prom. four proms and six homecomings. <laughs> Oh my god! In my life, okay, yes, and I by the end I was so old at, at, at prom. It was it was humiliating. People, <laughs> you were you were the Frank Gore of the senior. I, I prom. was. You're right. <laughs> oh my god, I was. I was the Frank. People were like, "Oh my god, this guy's still here." <laughs> yeah, they were like, "I drafted you when I was in middle school." <laughs> <laughs> I remember you when I was a child, and you were still here at at this high school. <laughs> Oh man, come on! And people were hitting me up for beer, you know, because I was, I, I was, right. well, I was, I wasn't twenty-one. No, I was twenty-one by the end. Twenty-one at the prom, and they were like, "Like, dude, can we get some beer?" The thing is, I didn't even drink at the time. Like, I don't, I did not drink at all, so I couldn't, I couldn't even hook them up. Yeah, man, that's hilarious. I'm a, I'm a veteran. I am a veteran of prom. You don't even know. That's incredible. And I was prom king, so boom. Go ahead. Next one at too much Tuma. Uh, what round are you comfortable drafting Carlos Hyde? Chip Kelly is a plus for him, but game flow a concern. So that's really interesting. Like I said, uh, I built out this new projection system. I don't know how good it's going to be, um, but Carlos Hyde did not rank favorably, but he did rank as having, or he did come out as having uh, the most attempts in the NFL. Wow. But the the problem the problem with that is like it doesn't matter. Because he he's not going to catch a lot of passes and they're not going to score a lot of touchdowns and that's really at the end of the day what's what's going to drive his value. So what, what did he in your model? What, was he RB fifteen in there? He was. I can pull it up really quick. I want to say he was um, RB 19. nineteen. Yeah, that's not so good. Yeah, that's not. I mean, compared to where he's going, it's just not not very no. worth it. Um. Next one at M nine VC Vegas. What would fake football look like in parentheses vomit 
Trump's vomit America. So the, if we don't have to move to Canada, will, will will we be able to play? Oh, I mean, I don't think that uh, our future dear leader Trump is going to limit gam. Well, I don't want to. I don't use the G word when we're talking about daily fantasy, but I don't think that he's going to crack down on daily fantasy. I don't think that that's in the cards. No. No, but he he. You're right. I don't have any witty joke for this one. Yeah, sorry, you're vomiting everywhere. By the way. Yeah, stop the vomiting about this this potential of him being president. It's not going to happen. Next one at fake cousin underscore Josh. Best Nintendo sixty four racing game that is not Mario Kart sixty four. Are there others? Yeah. Okay. Look, Diddy Kong Racing is a very good game. Wow, I kind of remember that, but I don't. Know. I would, and I would look as good as I am in Mario Kart. I'm better at Diddy Kong mm. Racing. So at me. <laughs> God, I, I want to play you so bad in in Mario Kart. Oh, dude, I will absolutely annihilate. You. I mean, I kind of think you might, but I really want to. I played. Try. Look, my when I was between eleven and fifteen, I was I all I played fifteen hours of video games a day, <laughs> and then I and then I'd go to baseball practice, but I didn't have to be in shape to play baseball. Well, who does? Well, right, you're just standing there. Oh, it's beautiful. Right. Uh, next one at W Carl Russell. He says, "F Mary Kill, Kristen Michael Truther, Vegan Strawberry Jam." <laughs> so you you don't like Strawberry Jam, Denny? No, I, I I actually said on Twitter the other day it it, uh, it is good. You know, if you want to have a part of a haunted house in which someone just spreads the jam on bread and people walk through and go, "Oh my God, they're putting <laughs> strawberry jam on bread!" <laughs> Dude, it's not that bad. It's horrible. Come on. What what what? There's nothing wrong with strawberry jam. I'm gonna marry strawberry jam. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm gonna kill the vegan and I'm gonna f the the Kristen Michael Truther. Well, that that escalated. Uh, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna f the uh, the vegan. <laughs> <laughs> That's I'm going in that direction. Um, Are you killing the Kristen Michael Truther? Um. What's it? Wait. Uh, Mary and no, 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 yeah. no. I have to kill the strawberry jam. All right. So, so you're gonna you're gonna marry the Chris or no? You're gonna f no. <laughs> you're gonna marry. I have to marry. I have to marry the Kristen Michael uh, truther. And that'd be so annoying. No, it's no, it's not because I'm annoying. And and so I I can I can annoy that person with my various uh, trutherisms, <laughs> and that person can keep talking about Kristen Michael. You know, it'll be all right. Word. Next one, at BTR331. Who would be the best 90s basketball jersey to own? My friends and I agreed on a black Rodman Bulls jersey with red pinstripes. I, I think that's an incorrect yeah. take by, by you and your yeah. friends, Clint. Um, I, I own, I have a, did I ever talk about my jersey collection on here? Oh, have you? Yes, you have. What are you okay. talking about? Yeah, I have, I, I don't know if I've ever talked about the jersey what collection. Are you, are you drunk when you do this podcast? <laughs> I have that jersey collection. I have a lot of basketball jerseys. I I think I think my favorite. I have a, a Nuggets Dikembe Mutombo jersey. Oh, nice. Wait, is this is this the? This is not the it's, old Nuggets jersey. It, no, it's the newer. It's a the not. It's like the not this Nuggets. Not the one. It's like it, it's not the the one that everyone loves. Like the colorful yeah. one. Uh, and then I also another great one. Do you remember when I think the All Star game was in like. Phoenix or something or, or somewhere somewhere south but they in like Texas or something 
and they had like the cactuses on their All Star jerseys. Yes, they 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 were and they were like really like fun font looking. It, like they were kind of comic sansy. I have a purple one of those, and it's Scotty Pippen. That's awesome. I think it was San Antonio. Yeah, yeah, it might have been San Antonio. That's yeah. all. That's that is a cool jersey. Wow. I had a Sean Kemp jersey. Dude, Sean Kemp is the man. Uh, um, a, a, a Sonics uh, one, the the dark green one. Um, and I don't know if I had any more like interesting jerseys. Oh, I had a John Stockton jersey, of course. Of course of you course. did. That's the most Denny jersey I've like ever. The heard. most boring white player of all time. Oh my god! Of course uh, it's you almost, had a John it's Stockton. It's like a, it's jersey. almost like a hate crime to own a John Stockton jersey. I mean, it, <laughs> it really. That makes me uncomfortable in hindsight. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I had like Next. a league full of black players to choose from. That's really, really bad. Speaking of which, did you see that Space Jam 2 is happening? Denny, don't uh, don't sigh. I can't with this. Why? What, what, why, why, why are they doing this? Space Jam 1 wasn't even good. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> D- Denny. Stop it. This is such a bad thing. Space Jam 1 is one of the... I Believe I Can Fly is one of the greatest movie tunes of all time. I liked it as a kid. I don't know. Space Jam Space Jam is so... What happened to your to your fun when you turned 18? I, no, don't you understand? I don't... I did, actually did, did, don't did the like senior fun. Did the proms suck all your fun out? Uh, well, look, it, when I say prom, I was going to prom at a strict, hardline Baptist high school. So there was no fun being had. Just... I, you. I, 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 you know, if you dance too close, you got a girl pregnant. That's what they told us. <laughs> right. No, I'm pretty pumped for, uh, like, did you see, uh, did you see train wreck? Yes. With Amy, Amy. Yes. Schumer? And LeBron was good in that. He was great in that. He was hilarious. Yeah, he in was that. very funny. I, if, yeah. So it, he, it could potentially not be horrible, but I, I just, I assume I have, I come in, I assume that all movies are bad. So, if a movie's good, it proves me wrong. But if I see a movie, I think, oh, it has to be terrible, pretty much. Sure. It, yeah, I mean, that's that's the way you look at it. 95% of movies are unwatchably bad, just horrific. I mean, it's it's like you have, like, movie power rankings. You have, like, that thing you do as number one. <laughs> and then probably, yeah. probably the there rest. There are, like, 20 good movies ever made. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> just Ever. ever. Uh, next question. We have two more at JFF Richmond. It looks like, yeah, Jeff Richmond is his name. Most understand that Zeke at four was an overdraft, but when should he have been drafted in order to be, to be fairly valued? I mean, it's, it's a, it's a tough answer. Cause I don't, you know, I, I would need something mathematical to answer that subjectively. I don't think that, you know, subjectively maybe late first or something like that. I, I don't really know, but I know for a fact that when you have a top five pick or a top 10 pick, top 15 pick, you should not be drafting a running back. It just should not be happening. Me personally, I just I don't even think you need to spend a high equity pick on one at all. But um, it, it's tough to answer that specifically. Yeah. Um, last one. This is this will this will be a good conversation for us. At AJ underscore my underscore tweets. Does Denny like mint chocolate chip ice cream? Uh, I did, and then I eat so much of it that I now hate it. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, you know how that goes, right? You eat some, you you get obsessed with something, you you eat it constantly, and then you're like, <laughs> you got, wait, so we're finding out that you had an obsession with mint chocolate chip ice yeah, cream. Yeah, it was probably ten years ago. I I just like all I wanted was mint chocolate chip ice cream, and you know, like, <laughs> were you pregnant? Like a pregnant woman, right? Yeah, and 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 I eventually ate so much that now when I see you know on the rare occasion, uh, well, mostly I'll like go take my wife to go get ice cream because I don't even like ice cream but um i'll see mint chocolate chip and i'll want to vomit i i i think it's the best kind like the best wow that is mint, mint chocolate chip is the goat that is a hot damn take dude it's it, how can you go wrong with it it's so good it's so refreshing ah <sighs> oh, it's 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 gross. It, it's like uh it's like mixing an after dinner mint with with a dessert does that make sense? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Totally. Dude, it's so good. Mint chocolate chip, the goat ice cream. The, uh, well, that, that that's a huge statement. That's all I'm saying. I, I I don't know. What what would you what would you is it is it your number one? Um wait, no. Wait, I just I would just go with chocolate chip. Just chocolate chip ice cream. Yeah. You would just go with chocolate chip ice cream. Well, actually I I, I prefer yogurt, but but okay, so tell me what you just like vanilla ice cream with chocolate. Yeah, that's chips. correct. That's it. That's your favorite ice cream. What else do you need? Uh, do you do you sit? Do you sit down? You get a bowl of it and sit down with your John Stockton jersey and eat your chocolate chip. And ice you cream? have it with room temperature water. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> right. what, 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 what's the issue? I don't get it. That's uh, I'm just <laughs> oh, Denny. You're the you're the absolute worst. I am the worst. I need a new co-host, guys. Uh, any day now. Any day. Yeah. Well, I'm hopefully going to see you this weekend. Yeah. So uh, for I don't know if we mentioned it last week, but JJ is planning on coming to the DC region. On uh, you're staying in DC, I believe. Staying in DC, and, yeah, like and, like close to the White House. Yeah, and I live I live about uh, 25 minutes outside of the city, so we will get together and we'll be sure to take selfies and post them for your enjoyment. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be a great time. I'll I'll try to. Uh, I'll try not to to punch Denny relentlessly. Right. And and JJ can take a picture of me as I dump my food on the floor looking at the server. <laughs> 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 like, oh, you brought me a hamburger? Thank you. Yeah. Uh sir, what would you like to eat? Uh can I get a can can I have your cooks make a hamburger and then once they're done, just have them throw it in the trash. <laughs> just immediately throw it away. Thank you. Like, please don't set it my way. Just throw it in the trash can. Because it it's be probably okay. going to be terrible. Yeah. But yeah, so hopefully that happens. Uh, but Denny, where can they, where can everyone that's listening find you? Uh, yeah, uh, at CD Carter 13 on the Twitter. And uh, our um, our draft day consultants people, our draft day consultants consultants are uh, up and running. We have a lot of people sending in requests right now. So uh, jump in. The rates will never be lower than they are right now. JeffDayConsultants.com. Word. Uh, I'm JJ Zacharyson. You can find my stuff on number fired. I almost said LateRoundQB.com. That hasn't happened in like three years. Uh, number My three-year number fire is actually coming up in July. Wow, really? Yeah, already been three freaking years. That's insane. I remember um, I th- you saying that made me... Uh, remember the old days when you say find my stuff at lateroundqb.com. Yeah, and then we still have the outro of this podcast with the guy singing. We got to get that guy on the podcast. Oh yeah, wouldn't that be good? 
Oh, it'd be amazing. Like interviewing, like that guy has no idea how famous he is among a hundred people. <sighs> like a hundred people love his voice so much. It's fantastic. But yeah, go to numberfire.com. We got lots and lots of draft content still coming out. Um, doing, if you play DFS, got a lot of MLB stuff by, by uh, various writers. Uh, so check it out, numberfire.com. And check me out on Twitter at late round QB. All right, Denny, that does it for this week's show. Do you want to go get a, a milkshake? Yeah, let's let's do it. We'll dump mint chocolate uh, chip. We'll dump it directly into the trash can. That sounds great. Uh, you're the worst. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to Live in the Stream. We hope you enjoyed the internet podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes now. It won't take long. It's fast. Fantasy football info. Check out LakeGroundQB.com. Hope you come back soon as we share about the teams and as we live, live in the street.